0: The System's Strategy and Soul podcast is recorded on Ngunnawal Country. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the System's Strategy and Soul podcast with Bree Voucher. I'm an online business manager and strategist who works with overworked, burnt-out coaches and course creators, helping them to manage and implement system, strategy, and soul into their businesses. Join me each week right here where we dive into a new subject or topic that will help you to leave the hustle behind so you can flow through your day with system, strategy, and soul. You're listening to the Launch Secrets series, where I, Brie Boucher, interview fellow introverts who share their secrets to launching, some of their launch mistakes, and what they've learned along the way. Let's dive in. So This is the latest episode, the very last episode in the Launch Diaries series. So these episodes started back in April and they were part of my recent launch, which was for Launch Like an Introvert. And this episode's been coming a long time now. And this one is all about the debrief of the launch. So buckle in. This might be a long one. We'll see how long it goes for. But basically, I'm going to be outlining my results from the launch, the lessons that I've learned. And you know, what I will do differently or what I will continue doing into the future. So just to recap the launch itself. So it started at the very end of April and went through to May. Initially, I had planned for it to be quite a long launch and I shortened it to be, I think, one and a half weeks in the end off the top of my head so we had a wait list we had an early bird price point and then we had the regular price point going for about four or five days I also offered a last minute extended payment plan that opened up after the the promo like the actual you know launch had closed just in case there were people kind of floating around that would like to join but just weren't able to make it work for them financially. And then lastly, we had a few different channels in terms of how people were joining my list for the launch. So I took part in a summit at the end of April and that's what I actually used to launch into my launch event and I used it as the launch event, sorry, and it kind of then the open cart started from that point onwards. So let me talk about each thing. So let's start with my goals and if I met my financial goal. So this is actually a collection of questions that I that I asked myself, but I actually have included these in my Launch Like an Introvert starter pack as the launch debrief checklist. And basically it's a spreadsheet that I duplicate each time. And part of the spreadsheet includes like a little bit of a journaling there for us to fill out the information so the first question was did I meet my financial goal and the answer is no I didn't so my goal for this launch was a minimum of 5,000 with a stretch goal of 8,000 the product itself was the early bird price was 500 and the regular price was 800 so what happened is I had three sales at the $500 price point, so everyone bought in the early bird price time frame, so that generated $1,500. Um, now, I spent $152.72 on Google Ads, but I actually had a credit with them, so I could apply some of my credit to these ads. and um, So I only have to, had to pay $105.69, so that resulted in $1,394.31 in profit. So that is, you know, quite a bit away from my minimum financial goal. And that sort of was reflected on, you know, having like maybe five people signing up with the early bird price and then the remaining five perhaps joining at a higher price point. And so I would have, you know, about 10 10 people was what I was hoping for in the launch and maybe, you know, up to 15. So I did not meet my financial goal. The next question is, did I meet my lead generation goal? And again, the answer is no. lead generation goal was 430 and I ended up with 311. However, big caveat here is the majority of those leads were recorded after the official launch period. So what does that mean? So as you might remember, I had the a summit as like my launch activation event that meant the launch started and then I was also participating in a bundle and that bundle actually started around the time I was closing the cart. So I had originally intended for my cart to be open while the, the this particular bundle was, you know, happening. However, this is where I said originally I had an extended launch time frame, the open cart period, and I actually shortened it. So I shortened it so that it wasn't actually while well, this this bundle taking place. So I still measured these numbers as, you know, lead generation that came throughout the launch. I kept calling people in to join this program and I actually initiated a a shorter more direct you know targeting launch to the the people that were part of this bundle, which you know again, these are all lessons that I'm learning as i as I go. I kind of knew that I probably wouldn't get any sales from the bundle because it just wasn't enough time for people to get to know me and to make that investment, but at the same time in the back of my mind, it was like you you know you can't you can't say it. it's not gonna work if you don't try it. So I wanted to try things, I wanted to, you know, put all my efforts, you know, into this and see what happens. So even though, you know, I say, I'm saying that I had 311, the majority of them, like more than, like probably 70% of them, if not more, came through from the bundle. So what that tells me is that moving forward, those people will be in my launch list because they purchased a product that was related to what my launch is about what my product what I'm selling it's part of you know the the ecosystem I suppose so if we look if we then kind of scale back from that and we strip away those leads and really look at the the leads that came in specifically during the launch open cart and for You know, the one of, you know, making it more clear. This is the launch list. So these are the people that joined before or during the launch. So in that instance, we only had 73 leads and that was from the launch activations that I was, you know, doing. So the first one was the, my presentation in the summit. Then the next thing was a audio course that was another launch activation and then lastly we had the introverts micro mind so there was about three things that people could have jumped into throughout that time frame and that's what I was measuring as my launch list so if I had 73 leads and I sold three products that was a essentially a conversion rate of four percent which is actually pretty reasonable You know, it's higher when you do things like webinars, but do webinars well, I should say. But 4% isn't a bad conversion rate for sales. You know, just to give you a bit more context, I was actually, even though I said I had a launch list, I was actually emailing my whole email list. Um, And as that was growing, because I was getting, you know, new leads and all that sort of stuff, it was around about 820 people were on my email list at that time. So, you know, if you if you want to take a step back and say, well, your launch list isn't actually what we're converting off, then we look at the 820. It is a much lower conversion rate. But moving forward, I'll be more, there'll be more kind of clarity around, you know, segmenting and being really clear around who's on my launch list and who is just, you know, someone that's on my email list and that wants to know what's going on, but maybe not specifically this product. So that's something that I guess I learnt after the fact. I didn't really think about that consideration. And it makes a lot of sense, you know, that we do only email the people that really want to know about what, what I'm talking about. To consider all of that, you know, it's not too bad. But as you can sort of see, the reason why I didn't hit my financial goal was because I didn't hit my lead generation goals. And, you know, if I had have hit that... And it would have been more realistic for me to hit my financial goals. All right. So the next question was, did I meet my sales page or site, like website visitors goals? So if we just look at my sales page goals, I actually did hit the goal. And that was because of my Google Ad AdWords that I had created. However, there was no conversions from the Google Ad clicks. So that, Didn't really eventuate, didn't make much of a dint in the situation. So I had a goal of 400 visitors to my, like my sales page, which in retrospect is too low because if I wanted to have 430 leads, you know, you want to have a much higher sales page view, view rate. You know, you want to have like, you need to have more leads than you have for your site visitors because We know that they're not all going to convert from leads to go and look at the sales page. So all of that needs to increase in comparison moving forward. So what I actually ended up with was I had 1,430 visitors to the sales page during the launch period. But as I said, 793 clicks were from the Google Ads and they didn't really, you know, do anything then we had a bunch of those clicks through from the bundle so again you know just people poking around having a look rather than ready to purchase so yeah it kind of you know both of those things those um, site views and the lead generation goals just meant that I didn't hit my my goals on how many people were joining the program all right so next question and these are really more relevant to introverts and this is why i asked them as part of the program for debrief with my students and because i'm an introvert myself it's really important that i do track this information so the first question is did i meet my workload expectations and capacity so what i mean by that question is did i load myself up too much did i have enough capacity to complete the launch was i um, over or under in terms of what was I was capable of doing and so the question is like to reflect on that. So to answer that question I say yes I was definitely happy with the amount of work that I produced in the pre-launch period. I didn't feel like I overdid it during pre-launch or in the launch open card. so I didn't overdo it with like heaps of live video and challenges or webinars which is something that I have done in the past because I wasn't using social media much, if at all, during this launch. I just didn't do any live video. And in the past I would have done that a lot. And on top of that, you know, the launch activation event and then, you know, carrying through to the launch afterwards, that would actually mean that I would burn out. So for me, I had a lot of pre-recorded content and that allowed me to show up more openly In the open cart period because I hadn't burnt myself out in the pre-launch period. So while I didn't do those, you know, all of those things last time, I will add them into the next round because I have, you know, a bit of a formula in place. I have a lot of the content done now. So it's not, it's not going to be as heavy, you know, in terms of the the pre-launch content on top of what I'm already producing. So I may bring in, you know, some live elements to what I've already created, but yeah, it's really important to be kind of respectful of your energy. So in saying that, one of the things I did do was a live activation, and that was the Introvert's Micro Mind. So what I did during this last launch, I actually had the Micro Mind after the closed card and before we went into the actual program starting so it ended up being you know I, I kind of used it as another entry point for people to join if they wanted to but I saw it as sort of like you know I'd closed the doors on the the previous round so it's kind of like leading into maybe round two. So as we go forward i have you know more than a 100 people in that program in that introverts micro mind ready to go for when we do you know launch again and so i'll reactivate those people and call in a whole lot more people so moving forward it will be like the main live activation or you know launch activation that i will do elements that are live and i'll also keep the audio class audio course that i've created and have that as like an extra opt-in for people to jump into and then probably the the element that i'm bringing in that's new is i will be creating a quiz that will become the main lead magnet for people to jump into so the way i teach launches is we want to first call in more people into our kind of ecosystem and our universe and we do that by creating a lead magnet that is going to be related to what we're actually you know selling down the track so we want some time you know in that pre pre pre-launch time to build our our list a little bit a little bit more because each time we launch we kind of start to exhaust our email list and that means that we need to be always calling in more people. So that's, you know, the plan with that. And then the next thing is that people can, you know, jump into the audio class or it exists. And then the main, you know, event that will take place will be the introverts micromind. So, yeah, kind of like building on from what I've done before and taking away, you know, some lessons that I picked up on as I went through during this last launch. And then that should really help with, you know, managing my workload capacity as I go forward. Um, So it shouldn't be too much, you know, energetically for me to add on the quiz in the lead up. So the next question is, did I maintain momentum? So, again, this is about energetics and feeling like, you know, things were going, you know, smoothly and continually, continually rather than kind of stop-start, which is definitely, you know, something that I've fallen away on in the past. I've had, you know, periods where I've, made, like, grown some momentum and I've been consistent and then I've pushed myself too far outside of, well outside of my comfort zone and that meant that I had to stop and restart and then, that, you know, that process stopped my momentum and it meant that, you know, people that were kind of like hanging out waiting for me to produce something or to like bring out a, an offer, I kind of went quiet on them. So they forgot about me. So, yeah, it's a huge question for me. And I think a really big question to ask all the introverts out there as we do launch. Did you ma- maintain momentum? So my answer to this one was, yes, like I reflected on the results and made adjustments where necessary during the launch itself during open cart in the pre-launch period as well and I felt like I was able to continue to hold the energy throughout so I definitely didn't stop start and it didn't burn me out and I can assign that to all of the pre work that I did all the planning all of the video and the audio and the um you know, emails that were scheduled, everything that was ready to go in advance, that really helped me to maintain momentum throughout the launch. Next question, did I experience any mindset or confidence loads? So no, I didn't actually. So even though I was disappointed with the results or the lack lack of results um, throughout the launch, particularly during that sort of regular price period, once the early bird had closed and you know I was now kind of selling it at the regular price I'll be honest I was disappointed with the you know lack of sales that came through in that time because that was you know essentially four or five days where I didn't have any sales and i but I kept you know the intention behind you know I didn't stop anything I kept my heart behind it and I reached out to people and asked questions if they needed any support. you know the people that were kind of still sitting back and watching and listening, and you know held the intention that the people that needed to join would would join and that people were going to join on the last day. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. however, you know I know that there are people still out there in my audience that have just you know needed to put pause on it and weren't ready for it at that time so It helped me, like that kind of helped me to understand that the price was right for the product at the time in the early bird price point and that I had converted everyone that I could within like the current audience that I had and everyone, you know, else was sort of like had exhausted the possibility for others. So, you know, when the price increased, it just didn't hit home for the people that were sitting, you know, there waiting. In all that, I didn't really need to do much mindset work throughout. I didn't feel like I needed it. I That meant that I didn't really journal. I could have potentially added journaling in a lot more than I did just to help myself with tuning in to what people needed from me during the launch to answer the questions, to overcome objections. You know, it's something I definitely will have recognized and will, you know, do better next time. But overall I was happy and confident throughout the launch and I believed in my product a lot and I knew that more people would buy in the future if they weren't getting it this time. And I think part of that is because I was generating, you know, those new leads that were coming in late for a specific product that led into this program. So I knew that there was an, like there was genuine high interest in the concept of launching like an introvert because I was getting so many new leads specifically for that product and I thought you know all right so this is how many I'm meant to have now and it helps you know these this amount of people will help me develop the program further and to establish what you know what I need to do to create it but you know it will will evolve and the people are coming in at you know, at this point, at the later, you know, point in time, they would be ready when it, when it's ready to relaunch. So that, you know, my mindset was quite high um, throughout the whole time and I just, you know, didn't get in my head about it, which I think partially was because I had so much pre-planned. Again, I wasn't feeling like scattered or rushed or any of that sort of stuff. And you know I had someone tell me, like from the outside, looking in, seeing the emails going out at essentially six o'clock in the morning when she knew that I wasn't someone that was up that early, sending email out emails out. She could see that I was definitely walking the walk, you know walking the talk that I was teaching, which is around creating an easeful, fun, and flowy launch, so That was really good to hear from an outsider's perspective as well, that it came across that I wasn't hectic or, like, you know, rushing things or um, stressed about what was going on. So that's good to know. So next question is around maintaining energy levels. So did I maintain my energy levels during the launch? So my answer to that is that I was comfortable during the launch period. And it did, like I said before, it did feel easeful, Flowy and fun. I didn't get exhausted due to the work that I'd completed in advance, and I felt like I did have capacity for more, but I chose not to take it too far, and that felt good. So, what I mean by that is like I could have brought in a new lead generating um, event in the middle of the open card, but it's just something in me told me not to do that, and really the only thing I kind of increased like layered on top of my pre-existing content was I just added a few more emails in I just added some objection busting emails into the into the mix as the cart was open I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about today's sponsor the launch like an introvert starter pack Download this template pack from my shop today and get instant access to an Asana, Airtable or ClickUp launch project planner, a launch calculator and a debrief tracker. Available now. But otherwise, yeah, it meant that, you know, my energy levels were good and I didn't get to the end of the launch and need, you know, a month off because I was so exhausted. That was amazing. All right, let's get to the main part, the reason you're probably listening in, and that's to look at the things that worked well and I'll do again, and the things that didn't work that I won't do again. So starting off with what went well, and just like, you know, sprinkling in some what didn't work and stuff like that as we go. So email marketing as my main communication tool worked really well for me. I use NewZenla, that's my course platform, and I was super happy with it. I used that to send out emails as well. And so, like, the automations worked really well. Like, the email broadcasts I was using, like, I segmented a little bit there. I had tags that I was applying. And I also, like, looked at the, when I layered on more emails, I looked at who had opened the email and just sent it to those people. So that was really smart. and. In the future, I'll probably use my Flowdesk email system and a workflow. Like, so in Flowdesk, the way you create a collection of emails is you create as a workflow. So moving forward, I'll probably transfer all the emails over into Flowdesk and then you can have like additional segments. If people click or open, you can, you know, send them certain emails and all that sort of stuff. If people so they want to opt out. You can do that in FlowDesk, whereas I couldn't do that in New Zealand. And then obviously the aesthetic, the visuals of FlowDesk are much more beautiful and much more rich than what I could do in in New Zealand. I felt like um, my launch warm up period worked. So that is like the pre pre launch stage, and this is when I was calling people to join the waitlist. So. I'd never really gotten people on a waitlist before, and this time I had 10 people, and I was super happy with that. And I had one person directly buy from the waitlist. So that meant that I knew that that was working, and that was great. That's a good conversion rate too. (laughs) So I'd definitely do this again. And now that I have a more segmented like audience and email list, it's gonna make it even better and easier to target different groups of people. As I said before, New Zealand has been really great for me to use. Specifically, I love that, you know, I can build a funnel and courses plus the sales pages plus any order bumps. All of that stuff can happen within the system without, you know, using any other cart software or other landing page software or anything like that. It's all inside. And so it just means that I can take someone from a funnel through to a course all built in and it works so well. I was really happy with like how I was focusing on organic marketing for the most part and partnership marketing rather than taking out Facebook ads. In saying that, as as you know, I did bring in Google ads just to test and like this was just a, let's see what's going to happen. And I did that partially because I had some credit from Google to use. So I thought, why not? Let's just see what happens. But as I said before, it, like it didn't perform the way I, I it should or wanted it to. So if I was to use Google Ads in the future, I definitely would hire someone to figure all of that out for me and like be the expert in that. And also, another thing that I'm gonna change or like you know evolve for next time is having Pinterest in as my within my marketing strategy. And I just run out of time really to have something ready. Because with Pinterest, you need to have, like, the content on the platform well in advance for it to actually kind of start to generate. Because it's not like, you know, with Instagram or Facebook, you put, put up a post and people see it straight away. It doesn't happen like that on Pinterest. So that that's something I will do for this next launch. And then partnership marketing worked really well. The bundle obviously worked amazingly. But as I said before, that was right at the end of my launch time. My open cart period and then on the flip side the summit just didn't work I didn't get the amount of people that I wanted so I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute I put it out to my affiliates and I reached out to some people in particular to ask them to help me promote and I you know didn't really get anyone promoting as far as I'm aware like no one told me that they were promoting it and I didn't have any leads come through as a result I know that I can definitely improve my partnership um, documentation for my affiliates in the future and be more kind of aware of that. Yeah, I think part of it, like, again, in retrospect, is you probably, you don't want to be getting your affiliates to actually promote a beta program, something that's untested, unless they've, you know, gone through that process with you one-to-one or know that, you know, you can nail this. And that's just because, like, there's no proof that it's going to work. And so there's no proof for them that it's going to work, but also for them to say to their audience, like, this is going to get you the results that you're looking for. So, again, just things that I'm thinking about, you know, now. And, like, if you aren't realising, the whole point of these debriefs are to really get in touch with the stuff that you didn't know about when you started and, really hone into how that can adjust and improve your launches in the future. It's probably obvious that, you know, in hindsight, I would rather to use a bundle to launch from rather than from a summit because it's just, for me, it seems to be generating more leads than a summit. A bundle generates more leads for me than a summit does. So in saying that, the summit was actually the target audience that I wanted and you know, that was supposed to be the right audience. I just didn't get the leads that I was hoping for. What else? I really loved, personally, I loved documenting this launch with the podcast and having the launch diaries. I found it really easy for me to, like, download, you know, basically, you know, from my brain out into the world each week what the episode was and then just used, I personally used um, anchor.fm to upload and schedule and i actually edit my audio in there as well because i'm lazy and i don't want to like fuss about with audacity if i can help it i would definitely improve my show notes and seo if i had the resources in the future and moving forward i actually do have a podcast manager now so you know like my my episodes kind of have that little bit extra kind of you know, they sound a lot better and um, they're just, you know, a lot more, like a lot better produced as you'd expect. And so, you know, if I was to do this again, if I do a launch diaries again, I'm not sure if I would redo it as a podcast. What I might do is have them re-edited and like optimised and, you know, have them sort of published again or something like that or, you know, share them again rather than publishing them again and just sort of promoting them because I didn't do that very well. I didn't do a great job of promoting the, the episodes as they were released. I didn't have the show notes really done. I didn't have, like, transcriptions done, whereas that's something I'm doing now that I definitely wasn't doing then. And so, uh, no, I'll definitely transcribe the episodes that already exist and, and have them created into, like, a blog post and put them up on Pinterest and all that all that sort of stuff. In the future, probably not this round. Um, I would consider doing launch diaries as a video series instead. So I'd have that like in my emails, and then probably put it up on YouTube. However, it's going to be it's going to have to be something that I have the energy for because it will definitely be more draining for me. And the editing part of it, I'd have have to outsource because I just don't have the time or inclination to do that myself so we'll see when that comes that might be round three beyond rather than round two of the launch like an introvert program and the other thing that worked really well is I tried using or I tested using Bonjoro to reach out to my leads. and so I definitely would like to explore this more and see if I can do it in a similar but different way so I'm exploring things like Go Tolstoy or Video Ask and just seeing if there's ways that I can do it better. Cause I was sending, you know, direct messages to people and like recorded them specific videos for themselves. And the people that did open were like, wow, this is like, you're actually talking to me. You know, this isn't pre-recorded like a group of people. So it was really appreciated. But again, video does take a little bit more out of me and also not everyone was opening the emails. So the way Bonjour delivers it is they deliver it via email. And I think maybe what would be better is having like a messenger conversation with the video or audio instead. So just finding like a way to kind of do the whole DM conversation without actually being active on social media. So like if, if I can, I would try and get people to boxer me or to telegram chat with me. And I just need to figure out how to bring that in because that would definitely, you know, help with, you know, the objections and the conversations that need to happen. So let's now look at like what definitely didn't work and what I won't do next time. So the summit that I really put a lot of my hopes and dreams and aspirations into, as I said before, it just didn't work for me. And so I, you know, using it as my main lead magnet and the live activation event just stuffed it up, you know, it just did not work. Stuffed up the whole launch, basically. And as I said before, I really, I only had one person convert from it. And, you know, it was converted through a conversation. So they must have, they probably watched my presentation and then they also they had the upgrade bundle for the summit and I had something in that. So they watched um, one and a half trainings in my, you know, the bundle that I, the product that I um, created for this bundle, they watched one and a half trainings for it. They received an email from me saying, you know, opening up a conversation about how can I help you further? And they, they messaged me through Voxer and we had a conversation backwards and forwards. So The lead came through the summit, but I converted them via a Voxer conversation. So this is where I was saying before, I'm definitely going to try and lead that a little bit more because that's where things will convert from a lot more than, you know, just an email conversation. So obviously that's a huge, like a really good conversion rate, all things considered that I had one person come through. However, Overall, like, it was really disappointing for me. I had anticipated slash hoped for at least 200 leads and opt-ins from the summit, and I got, like, 40 or something like that all up. So it just wasn't what I expected. And um, maybe I inflated it because my bundle experiences were, you know, I got a lot more people opting in. So, maybe I anticipated the summit would do same, if not better, and that could have just you know that's just my failure in in not knowing what that summit was going to produce so yeah that's that's my thoughts on that, and then you know what didn't work was because the summit lead magnet and live activation didn't really convert, the follow up was a opt in to the audio classroom, the audio course, and that was going to be like my way to get people to jump into the program um, because it's, you know, introducing them to the concept. And I had 34 people opt in for that and only 15 people went ahead and like subscribed to the podcast. So what happens is with the audio classroom, they would opt in to the, you know, fill out the form, opt in, and then Because I host the classroom through Hello Audio as my podcast, private podcast distributor. They then, we have like an automatic email that goes out to say, all right, now you can actually download it onto your phone, onto your podcast and listen to the, to the podcast on the go. So I only had 15 people do that and subscribe to the podcast. Then of those people that subscribed, not everyone listened to the episodes and some at the time of the launch hadn't even listened to you know, all of them or some episodes didn't even get listened to at all. So that was a bit disappointing as well. I really did think that an audio course would be an amazing lead magnet and an amazing kind of way to take people through to my product. I had high hopes for it. As, as I said before, I'm not giving up on it because it's, it's, an, it's already done and I know it's great. Now it's just a matter of getting more leads to it, you know, getting more people listening to it. So yes, that's the plan. Again, my web views or site views, sorry, were way too low to achieve my goals. Um, I just wasn't bringing enough people to the landing pages. And my Google ads weren't converting. Like maybe the click rate was okay, but once they're there, they just sort of like clicked away really quickly. You know, my ad and then what the sales page was saying, there was a mismatch in that somehow. And that's just that comes down to me not knowing what to do with Google ads. And moving forward, I would definitely look at, like I just, I wouldn't use Google ads and leave that for now. But I'd be better placed in like using Facebook ads to retarget my email list, take people through to the launch activation event. So getting people signed up to that through Facebook ads rather than getting people to go straight to the sales page. And I will definitely be because I'm going to be using my Pinterest ads. So Pinterest, I'm going to be bringing Pinterest in. That's what I meant to say. I'll be looking at whether or not I use ads for that as well. So again, Launch Diaries didn't get the amount of listeners that I feel like it deserved. (laughs) I think that it is a really cool concept and the people that know about it definitely thought it was a, a, you know, really great series of episodes because you get that really behind the scenes, in the moment kind of look at things. But as I said before, I wasn't doing a very good job of promoting the episodes myself because I didn't use social media I could only use my email to promote the episodes and I was already sending a lot of emails out during a, during the week so I didn't have the ability to highlight the episodes as much as I needed to and at the time I didn't have like a regular pattern for my emails so I didn't have like you know a caption at the end of every email which would say, go and listen to the podcast and all that sort of stuff. It just wasn't in place at the time, whereas now I will and I do have that. And then also, as I said before, you know, improving the show notes, creating a blog for each episode so that people can listen on that page or they can read the transcript. And I will re-promote the episode each time the launch you know comes again and, and the idea is that it's an it's evergreen content so it's always going to be relevant and you know I'm as I said before I may actually do updated versions of these um, launch diaries because you know I'll constantly be learning and improving and I want to share that with my audience so the other thing that I want to do differently or that you know didn't work so well for me is maybe like my messaging I feel like it was quite good but I could definitely improve on that and since running this launch I've invested in the business by design program and that's already highlighting for me areas that I need to improve in my business and also my launching process so as a launch strategist as a business owner I'm constantly improving and learning and I feel like that's super important even if it is you know you're learning the thing that you're teaching you're still going to be above And further along than the people that you're you know are your students and so for me to you know invest in something like business by design is super important because it's sharing showing me other ways that I can um, teach other people launch processes and launch strategies and all that sort of stuff and so you know as I said before my messaging could be improved and there's a whole like section in business by design that will Really take that up to the next level. So working on that at the moment and going through all the content and just making sure it's on on the money and on point um, moving forward. And then lastly, I feel like you know my emails could be even better. It could be improved, even though I was really happy with like having all that pre-content you know really done. As I said just before, I didn't have a structure or a pattern to my general emails. So um, like my pre-launch Pre pre launch content was a bit haphazard and I did have some warm up emails that went out, but just not as many as I would have liked to. So my launch runway is going to be a lot better structured into the future and that just keeps, you know, evolving each time you launch, you just get better and better and then you bring more kind of content into the mix. And then lastly, I'm only going to be launching to my launch list rather than my main email list. So I'm not going to you know burn out those people that aren't interested in the product this time I will initially before you know the launch actually starts I'll let people know to opt into essentially a wait list so that they get the emails and when I do open the cart I'll probably send one email out and give people a choice to opt in or out and then what they depending on what they say will mean that it, they go into a particular segment and go from there so yeah That's it. One of the longest episodes I've done in a long time. (laughs) So I hope that this has been like interesting and helpful episode for you. You know, I hope that you enjoy kind of seeing behind the scenes and getting to know uh, a little bit more about like what, what went on. If you were listening to the, to the launch diaries episodes, then this is a great kind of like finishing off of that. And I promise next time, I mean, I say this. No, I'm going to stay in integrity and say, I promise next time that these, this episode, the debrief will come a lot sooner after the launch ends. So you can, you know, find out about it without too much of a delay. So yeah, let me know what your thoughts are of this episode. If you, you know, expected different results from me, if you expected me to you know, tell you different things based on what you're listening to as as we went through the launch diaries. I know definitely as I was recording them, I was kind of you know analyzing at the time, and in the moment, I was looking at the information that I had, the data, the metrics, all of that sort of stuff, and just um adjusting as I was going. So in some ways, I may have done some bit of this debrief before now, but yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you in the next one. See you. Thanks so much for listening to the System, Strategy and Soul podcast with Bree Voucher. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I would love it so much if you would let me know by rating and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts. Leaving me a five-star review if you feel so inclined or screenshot and tag me on Instagram at thebrievoucher so we can get this podcast into the ears of the people who need to hear it until next time this has been the system strategy and soul podcast with Bree Boucher